conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free to play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pool to Play page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, June 15th. Ian Cameron uh, is with you uh, today on this Tuesday edition. And joining me today, no Jimmy Murphy. He has uh, got Boston Media Today availability. Cam Neely uh, speaking to the media, so he's tied up with writing. Uh, that he needs to do for Boston Hockey now. Uh, Alex B. Smith has been under the weather the last couple days. Headaches and migraines have struck him again the last couple game, uh, days. So we're hoping to have Alex back uh, tomorrow. But I'm not alone today. As you can tell, we've got a special guest with me, Nicholas Earl, New York Islander fan, uh, who joined us actually on the very first Stanley Cup playoffs betcast that we had uh, early in the playoffs. And he is with me here to help us break down objectively breakdown yes. game yes. two between the <laughs> between the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning uh Nick welcome into the show uh, obviously you are excited how could you not your team is up one nothing in the Stanley Cup semifinals it's got to be a good feeling absolutely it's a it's a definitely a great start to the series uh better than it started last year obviously when they lost what eight to one in that first game against Tampa uh so definitely a better performance in game one of this semifinals compared to last year so I'm hoping that continues uh, tonight. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, this is a huge game for Tampa Bay. Uh, if they lose tonight and go down 2 nothing with the series shifting to uh, Nassau Coliseum, uh, where it's an insane environment, the crowd is, you know, basically heckling the opposing goalie for the entire game, uh, you know, with all kinds of different chants. you got the New York Jets football players. They seem to be there every home game right now. Uh, you know, the big offensive linemen. Uh, you've got uh, Zach Wilson, the quarterback, and they're all you know banging uh, beer cans off their heads. Again, a million chants in that building, extremely loud. But the acoustics and the way the you know it's uh, lowered the roof in that building, Nassau Coliseum, and then you get the crowd going with the uh, uh, yeah, the, the soccer chants. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. Uh, that'd be it, one of the greatest atmospheres in hockey. Yeah, it, it's absolutely unbelievable. So uh, I'm excited for Game Three and Game Four, and 
you know, regardless, 2-0 or 1-1 in this series going back to Game 3 and Game 4. The atmosphere is going to be insane. Uh, we'll get to Game 2 of Islanders Lightning in Tampa Bay in just a second. Before we do that, though, we'll look back to last night. And what was last night? It was a very impressive win for the Vegas Golden Knights and uh, the Montreal Canadiens. I kind of thought they would be in tough last night, even though I still like them to be competitive in this series. And, and we saw what the absence of Jeff Petrie, you know, one of the top four, big four blue liners, if you will, on this Montreal Canadiens team. We saw what that absence would mean to this team. And what it meant was deep pairs were screwed up. You know, you got two defensemen playing with different partners now all of a sudden. That cohesion is lost. That chemistry is lost. And then you add on to the fact the long layoff. They hadn't played in a week. And you could tell Montreal uh, had a tough time getting into this series. Uh, Actually, I should say that completely, though, because the first period was good against Vegas. I thought they took the game to Vegas early on. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury was great. They missed on a couple of chances. But then as the game went on, I think Vegas got better. Uh, Montreal really wore down against that heavy, heavy Vegas forecheck. And that is where Vegas is just so good and so difficult. You know, when they get that forecheck game going and they hem you in the op- in the offensive zone and they don't allow you to get out of the uh, in Montreal's defensive zone, you are definitely going to have a lot of problems. And that's what Montreal had. And you saw without Petrie, one of their best puck movers, zone exits are always big for him. You know, he's always so good at getting the puck out of the zone. And without his puck moving ability at the back end, it just seemed like the longer that game went, Nick, Montreal was getting uh, hemmed in their own zone. The forecheck was really wearing them down. And look, with all due respect to Toronto, with all due respect to Winnipeg, they're more straight-line teams. They come at you off the rush. Rush chances are a big part of their game. You know, getting a more helter-skelter, up-and-down style. When it comes to actually moving the puck endlessly in and around the offensive zone, along the boards, behind the net, the cycle game, laying the body on you every time they get when they're trying to get the puck in the offensive zone. That's not something Montreal saw a lot of in their first two rounds in the opponents, the Leafs and the Jets. So I think just the different style and different way of playing uh, that the Vegas Golden Knights brought to last night's game was a bit of a culture shock to Montreal. There's no question because of just how much different it was from what the Canadians saw against uh, the Jets and the Leafs. And the Golden Knights are also showing you right now uh, they can draw penalties and they can make you pay uh, as well. Montreal was in the box too much. And it was like a domino effect too without Jeff Petrie because it means you give Brett Kulak and Eric Gustafson way more ice time than they have to. As much as Dominic, and Dominic Ducharme did the best he could. You know, there was a time in the second period where you saw the ice time of the defenseman, Nick, and they had Weber and they had Edmondson and they had Sherratt up near 15 minutes, 14 minutes. And then they had uh, Gustafson and they had Kulak down in five and eight minutes. So he was doing everything he could to shield them and, and not have them on the ice very long. But especially when it comes to Brett Kulak, he only got eight minutes, but it might have been the worst eight minutes a defenseman could play. Uh, in a hockey game, he takes a bad tripping penalty. He's terrible in terms of coverage in front of the net on the Matthias Janmark goal, which made it 3-1 for Vegas. You've got to either hit, knock him on his can or tie up the stick. You've got to do one or the other. You cannot do neither in that situation. He did neither. He let him get the stick on it. He didn't flatten him in front of the net, and he was allowed to finish off that great pass to make it 3-1 Vegas. And it was a demoralizing goal to give up for Montreal because Cole Caulfield had just made it 2-1 with the power play goal. They had momentum on their side. And just like that, the momentum was snatched away by Vegas, getting the goal so quickly, 3-1. 
Uh, Carey Price was definitely the best player for Montreal. I thought if not for him, it could have been a lot worse than the 4-1 final score. You think about the second period, it could have been worse than 3-1 in that period for Vegas had it not been for three or four of the brilliant saves he made. Uh, For Montreal, I think they'll be better. They're not out of this series yet. I'm still seeing people say Vegas in a sweep, Vegas in five. You do realize that one game doesn't make a series, right? It's a series for a reason. Montreal's not going to go away. I still think they're in the series. Will they win it? That remains to be seen. But let's calm down about the Vegas sweep talk. It's a long way to go. I think Montreal's got a much better game in them than what we saw last night. And look, if they get Jeff Petrie back, that's going to help just a ton. Because, again, he is just so good moving the puck out of the zone, getting the rush started in the other direction. And you could see they were suffering mightily without him on the back end. We'll see if he's able to return as early as game two in this series. But good first game for Vegas. Thought it was a good game for a lot of their top players. Mark Stone, uh, Pacioretty had chances. The blue line chipped in with some big goals. Shea Theodore was amazing. Absolutely amazing last night. I'm not just saying because he had two points. He had a goal, and then he had that unbelievable assist to Alec Martinez on the second goal, where he basically faked the clapper, just made a little juke move, and got that open space, got Carey Price to bite, and then there's that one-timer for Martinez. Just a brilliant, brilliant play made by Shea Theodore. And the Anaheim Ducks are thinking, we left this guy unprotected. How stupid can, could we have been doing that? Kind of like the Minnesota Wild. Sorry to say this, Terry. Uh, felt that way about Alex Tuck. you know, And it's the same damn thing. Uh, the, the Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah, left these guys unprotected, Nick, oh. and they have been unbelievable players and impact weapons for this Vegas uh, Golden Knights team. So Vegas wins game one, 4-1, uh, and we'll see if Montreal can rebound in game two and if they can get Jeff Petrie back. Nick, uh, what were your thoughts on last night's game one win for the uh, Golden Knights? Yeah, I think that that first period was the absolute definition of puck luck because Montreal, for the first like nine, ten minutes, they dominated that first period. And if it wasn't for Mark Andre Fleury, we may have been looking at 2-1 Montreal at the end of one or two three to one. And then all of a sudden uh, the Vegas Knights go down and then they score a goal on like their third shot or whatever it was. Uh, this was definitely, and then after that, Vegas proved why they were the minus 550 for the series or whatever. They ran away with that game. Uh, I got extremely lucky on one play. I had the under uh, and I was absolutely sweating out those last four minutes with no carry price in that. I thought, there's no way I'm winning this. No way I'm winning this. And then 30 seconds left, I'm like, I'm going to win this. Carey Price is back in the net. So I was extremely <laughs> shocked yeah. on that one. I'm like, wow, uh, I'll take it because I ended up splitting, actually losing half a unit because uh, I did a unit on that, and then I did a unit on the Montreal Canadiens. And then I sprinkled a half unit on the uh, the reverse puck line, thinking, okay, plus 500. Let me let me take a shot here, uh, Canadiens. Maybe they're up one nothing heading into the third. They get an empty net goal. It's two nothing. Carey Price stands on his head. They can win a minus one and a half. That obviously did not work for me. Uh, I just wanted to take a little shot on that. But I'm totally uh, I'm okay with what happened last night. I think that definitely this Montreal team is not done. Uh, I've seen teams l- lose worse games in game one and go on to four, six, seven games or even win the series. And in the case of uh, – Oh, yeah, this Vegas Golden Knights team last round against Colorado when they lost 7-1 the first game. It's only game one. Yes, it is an important game, but it doesn't decide the whole series. We were thinking the same thing with Colorado last series, going up 1-0, 2-0. We're like, oh, this Avalanche team, they're a world beater. They're not going to be stopped. They're going to sweep the Vegas Golden Knights in four. Uh, And look what happened. Um, So uh, I was happy on my underwin. It happens with the Montreal Canadiens. I took a shot plus 230. I actually got that line better than 
Uh, it closed, I believe it closed around 215, 220. So, I mean, I was totally okay with that little uh, line movement beat. It's just, I took a shot on the dog. It just didn't work out. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's the way it worked out. I, I think it sets up a decent uh, position maybe for Montreal game two. But again, I don't know if I will bet that unless I know Petrie's back. Because look, we saw it last night. That's a problem if he does not return next game or worse yet, maybe later in the series if he does. So uh, very important, his status in game two uh, and moving forward. Uh, Speaking of moving forward, we're going to move forward. It's game two. It's the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Islanders, uh, I don't know if there's anywhere to go, if they can go up any further in terms of their level of play after what I saw on Sunday. That was a clinic. That was about as good a road playoff game as you could play, uh, and they'll try to duplicate that tonight. Uh, Tampa Bay, minus one. 85 minus 190 in that range here. Home favorites, five the total, uh, shaded to the over. Uh, I do like Tampa Bay to win tonight, but obviously I don't like the price. And there is just no way that when it comes to these two favorites in these semifinals, Tampa Bay and Vegas, that I find the value is there to back them. Even in games where I think they win, like last night, I thought Vegas probably could would win game one without Petrie for Montreal, but I just didn't love the value enough to pull the trigger on Vegas. Not even close. Hell, he was even minus 150 you know, in uh, regulation uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, last night. Kind of the same thing here. You know, it's, 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 it's a high price on this Tampa Bay team with the way the Islanders are just have been so you know, disciplined, sound defensively, getting good goaltending for, from Varlamov. Uh, Barry Trotz said it in his retort to Bruce Cassidy in the last round when Cassidy was uh, complaining about lack of penalties, saying we're one of the least penalized teams in the NHL. Well, this team proved why uh, in game one. Stayed out of the box. That's how you give yourself a chance to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Carolina did not stay out of the box. And look where they are now. They're sitting home. And that is the that's the key. That is the most important element to giving yourself a chance against a juggernaut loaded team like the Tampa Bay Lightning. Don't give them opportunities with the man advantage. It's very simple. And the New York Islanders are one of those teams is one of the least penalized teams in the NHL that might put themselves in a position where they're not going to give the Lightning uh, a bunch of those uh, power play opportunities. John Cooper said, we've got to win more puck battles. That's how we draw more penalties. So that's been, that's emphasis for Tampa coming into this game, right from the head coach, John Cooper saying, we didn't win enough puck battles, didn't win, didn't get uh, dirty enough, didn't feel like we were hard on pucks like the Islanders were. And that's exactly right. That's exactly how you analyze game one. The Islanders, whenever Tampa Bay had the puck, there was an Islander jersey draped all over that player. It was something to behold. It was a thing of beauty in terms of clinical, defensive play as a five-man unit on the ice. didn't matter whether it was a forward or whether it was a defenseman. There was someone all over Stamkos or Kucherov or Kalorn or Palat or Johnson or any one of those lightning forwards with the puck. And the only goal they had was on a, a suspect penalty late in the game uh, You know, with the net empty. Uh, and when they were down two nothing, that's about it uh, for Tampa Bay offensively. I could see the calls maybe going a little bit more in Tampa's favor. I could see maybe the Islanders penalized a little bit more tonight, but even then, with the way to, the great job they have done at not taking a lot of penalties tonight, the Tampa Bay might get an extra power play or two, but it may not be a boatload of them. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, it's all about they've got to be harder on the puck when they get the puck. When there's an Islander guy draped on you like they were in game one, you just can't immediately let the Islander player, whether it's defenseman or forward, just win the puck from you. you got to win some of those. 
somehow, some way. I know they don't make it easy on you, but you got to win some of those. And I think there's an onus for Tampa Bay to do that here. I do anticipate a fast start for Tampa Bay uh, in this game. Really the one bet I like for Tampa Bay, it ain't the full game money line. I don't want them in regulation because I think they could start strong and still, you know, be in, you know, right to down to the wire, just life or death trying to win this game. So I like the first period option on Tampa Bay. What I will do is minus a half goal at plus 150. There's where your value is if you like Tampa Bay. I think it's that first period option, minus a half goal, plus 150. Keep in mind when the Islanders have won a game, the previous game, the first period has been sluggish, has been slow for them. I remember the Pittsburgh series, the game two uh, against Pittsburgh after they won game one. Uh, First period was just not good. Uh, for the New York Islanders. And I worry about that now against an even better Tampa Bay team here uh, on the road. Uh, I think that first period puck line is a good way to go. Uh, Tampa Bay minus a half plus 150. And I'm also liking over five here minus 135. We've seen the total drop now half a goal after that two to one low scoring affair. And obviously I expect Tampa Bay to have a little more heyday offensively here in this game, maybe get a few extra power plays. And look, for all this talk that the Islanders are a defensive juggernaut, and they are very good defensively, and Varlamov's been good in net. Who's among one of the top-scoring teams in the playoffs in terms of the teams left standing? The New York Islanders. So the New York Islanders can score, and if this game does get a little bit more pace in it, and it is a little bit more wide open in it, they can they could go they could go at you toe to toe in a game like that. Now look what they did in the Boston series. Remember that game? It was five four. It was back and forth. It went. The Islanders have showed you if it gets a little higher scoring. They can, they can hang in there with Beauvillier playing well, Brock Nelson playing well. Uh, of course, uh, they've gotten different combinations. Matthew Barzell, the big one, who has now put away his early playoff struggles and is on fire right now. I think you ride Matthew Barzell to score a goal again tonight uh, just because he's feeling it. That's a goal scorer prop I like. Point for Tampa Bay seems to come up big in these games. I wouldn't argue with that uh, in terms of goal scoring props tonight in this game. But the main two bets are going to be for me, Tampa Bay, minus a half goal, plus 150, and also the over five, minus 135 uh, for the full game in game two tonight between the Islanders and the Lightning. And I will say this now, and I know Nick will back me up as the Islander fan that he is. I'm glad to see Nick Letty and Adam Pellick and Ryan Pollock and these defensemen get their due finally for how good they are and how good they've been this season. I mean, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pollock, those two guys in particular, uh, you, you, they walk down the street in a uh, major city, and you wouldn't know them. Uh, that's that. That's how uh, you know low key and under the radar they're flying right now and all season. But they have been great. That entire blue line's been good. Noah Dobson is just a young kid that's going to keep on getting better uh, for the New York Islanders. Lou Lamorello builds teams with toughness, with grit, with that ability to be physical, hard on pucks, good defensively, have a good goalie. It's the Uncle Lou, uh, Sweet Lou blueprint. Uh, for him as a GM going back to when he was with the Devils three decades ago. And it's the same thing here with this New York Islanders team. They just, uh, they're so well, they're just so sound fundamentally. They're good in all three zones. They're incredibly well coached and prepared uh, by Barry Trotz, who is uh, going into the Hall of Fame. I can guarantee you that right now. He's going into the Hockey Hall of Fame for what he's done from this absolute level of excellence and consistency from day one when he took over the Nashville Predators as an expansion franchise in the late 90s. His teams have almost every year made the playoffs. I know he only has the one uh, Stanley Cup, but so what? 
He's getting into the Hall of Fame. You can't be this good as a coach for 20-plus years, this consistent, and not be in the Hall. He will be there. And, look, he might win another cup here with this Islanders team, the way things are going right now with this group. But uh, can't say enough about Barry Trotz. Let's get the opinions of Game 2 and this series now from our Islander fan friend here, Nicholas Earl. What do you think of Game 2 tonight for your Islanders? Well, I, I think it would be a crime for me not to come out and sit here and say I'm going with the Islanders today. Uh, I think that that's kind of obvious going into this one. But a couple of things that you mentioned that I have written on my page. First one is I have the over. I got it last night at minus 120. So I'm absolutely uh, thrilled with the number I got for that one. Uh, beat the line movement on that. Uh, I think we see more offense in this one. We saw the first game was the first time the Islanders played someone that wasn't in the East Division. It was a feeling out process. Same thing with the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's why I also did the under uh, last night with Montreal and Vegas. And uh, I feel like now it's the night that it's going to open up a little bit. Uh, we're going to see a little bit more offense, and we're asking for two goals each uh, for each team to get very least a push. Uh, I mean, that's that's not asking too much from either of these teams. Uh, the Islanders have scored at least three goals in nine of the uh, 13 games that they've been in the playoffs, so they're putting pucks in the back of the net. And uh, another thing that I, I was looking at that you mentioned was I have Matthew Barzell scoring a goal at plus 250. I also have him over half a point uh, at minus 114. He's put up points in four of the last five games, two points in two of those games that he put up points. Uh, I have a couple other player props because I wasn't going to just come up here and just say Islanders and over. I have more player props. I have uh, Kyle Palmieri over half a point. He's put up a point in four of his last five games. And another one I'm riding the streak with here, uh, I have Alex Kalorn over half a point at minus 106. He's put up a point in five straight games uh, dating back to even uh, that Carolina series. Uh, so I'm expecting some offense tonight on both sides. We're getting at least two goals, I think, each. As good as Varlamov has been, I think we see at least two from them. I don't think as good as this uh, Islanders defense have been with Pelic and Pulak and uh, Dobson, and we're also forgetting they have a former captain on their team with uh, Andy Green uh, playing third-line defenseman who's looked not half bad either. Uh, and looking at the uh, total here at five, this is the first time in the playoffs that this Tampa Bay Lightning team is playing a total of five. The Islanders have done it six times. They've gone over that total four of the six and pushed one time. So if you bet the over five in the Islanders playoff games, you've won four of your six bets and you've only lost one of them. So – that being said, I like the over in this game. I have the Islanders. I got them at plus 175. I was looking at this game. The Islanders won game one, and you're telling me the uh, and the way that they kind of dominated that game up until the last, like, what, minute and a half? Uh, the way they dominated that game, and then you're going to tell me Tampa Bay is an even bigger favorite next game? That's not bias talking here. That's just the Islanders outplayed the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I think the East Division is the stronger division between the two, between East and Central. Um and we're getting a better price for the Islanders. I hopped right on that, plus 175. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm looking at for this one. Yeah, I think I, I think the Islanders, I think they're going to be vulnerable and start worse and be a little bit slow in the first period. That's why I love that first period bet. But don't put it past the uh, Islanders because the way I could see it, maybe Tampa Bay gets out early, strong start, and then runs away and hides. That's possible because this is a great, great Tampa Bay team. And maybe they just get the Islanders completely off their game, chasing the game early, have to take more penalties, have to take more chances, give up more odd man rushes, and it opens up the game. And that's not usually good news when you're playing Tampa Bay. 
But we could also see Tampa Bay get off to that fast start, maybe be up a goal or two after the first period. And here's Barry Trotz again, like we've seen with the Islanders in the past in these playoffs against Boston and Pittsburgh when they fall behind in the first period, still managed to come back and rally. We've seen them do that in games against Boston and Pittsburgh. And maybe they could do that here because they are one of those teams that are mentally resilient. They're not going to deviate from their overall game plan against a particular team. And they could still settle down and find their game again in the second period. And then they make this game interesting late. So that's the part where I'm up in the air. Could Tampa Bay get the early lead and then hide? Or could they get the early lead and maybe the Islanders battle their way back into the game? I think it could be either way. I am very confident, though, on the fast start for Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, I'm stunned if you don't see them really p- peppering Semyon Varlamov a lot in the first period, playing in the offensive zone a lot. They know this is huge, don't want to lose both home games. So that's why I like that first period puck line uh, on Tampa Bay, minus a half goal, plus 150. And Nick and I are in agreement with the total. Uh, we like over five here uh, in this one for the full game. Uh, I like Matthew Barzell to score a goal. So does Nick, and he likes a couple of those uh, other player props uh, that he mentioned as well. Uh, great stuff, oh, great got, analysis. I got, got Barzy right here. So, yeah, I got I got the Bar- Barzell jersey. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, him to score a goal as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you almost have to at this point because he's streaky, and now he's on the good side of the streak. It was the bad side of the streak for the first round against Pittsburgh and early in the second round against Boston. But, boy, uh, he has found his game, found his confidence again. And you know what it's like with elite goal scorers. It's with any team, with any elite forward you know, they could go through, you know, five, six, seven, eight, 10, 15 games without scoring, but then they get that one goal to break the slump and then the floodgates open. And all of a sudden, you know, the confidence comes back, goes to your legs, it goes to your stick. And all of a sudden you're finding your offensive mojo again. And that's absolutely what we're seeing right now uh, with Matthew Barzell uh, of the uh, New York Islanders. So again, I got to see more from Stamkos, Kucherov, Palat, Kalorn, uh, point was great in game one. He's really the only forward. I thought that was really good in game one. Uh, the, the blue line I thought was good enough with Hedman and Kuchar, uh, Edmund and uh, Sergachev, uh, as well as McDonough. They've been great. But I think you need more uh, of those forwards to wake up besides point. You probably will see that tonight in a spot where Tampa Bay, you got to think they throw everything at the net, need their A game, trying to avoid a 2 nothing series deficit. Uh, against the New York Islanders. Uh, Nick, great stuff. Uh, great having you as a special guest today on this uh, day. Perfect day to have you on as a New York Islander fan. And you'll be happy to hear this announcement, Nick, that I'm about to make. Our next Ice Guys BetCast is Thursday night, uh, and it will be for Game 3 of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders series, which is at Nassau Coliseum. So uh, our next Ice Guys BetCast, Thursday night this week, June 17th, uh, 7.30 p.m., uh, Eastern time. Uh, we will get it going for game three between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. Looking forward to yet another bet cast. Again, same procedure as the previous ones. If you want to reserve a spot as a guest on the bet cast, uh, just DM me or Alex or the Ice Guys Twitter and we'll make sure we get you a spot uh, on the bet cast uh, Thursday night. For, uh, for game three between the New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning uh, should be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. The net latest Ice Guys BetCast Thursday night uh, for Isles Lightning game three. All right, before we get to best bets and wrap up the show, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Great time of year, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and MLB daily. There's U.S. Open golf this weekend. NFL football and college football is only two and a half months away. And in fact, we're less than two months away from 
preseason NFL. So it is not too early to be thinking about football. So great time of year to sign up for DraftKings. When you uh, download the app and sign up for an account, you'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials, weekly incentives, and bet boosts. So download the Ice Guy or, down, or download the DraftKings app. Uh, sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets for this uh, Isles Lightning Game Two matchup tonight. Nick, we'll start with you. What do you like for your best bet? Uh, I'll go with uh, Matthew Barzell over half a point at minus one fourteen. Uh, he's been streaking of late. I think he gets it done again tonight. Uh, there you go, Matthew Barzell. Does register a point tonight? Minus one fourteen. Best bet player prop. Best bet uh, for Nick Earl. Mine is going to be uh, Islanders Lightning over five minus one thirty. Uh, I like that one quite a bit. I think we see goals tonight uh, in this one after a lower scoring game one. And that's the way it's got to be for Tampa Bay. They know they got to get their offense going. And they say, we got to have the puck more. We got to win more puck battles tonight. When we have the puck more, which they didn't uh, in game one, uh, that's when they're at their best. And I think you'll see that. And look, if they get the early lead, it'll open up the game completely. So that is good news for the over. So I like Islanders Lightning over five, minus 130. Uh, that is my best bet for this game two between the Islanders and Lightning on this Tuesday night. Thanks to Nick Earl for joining me as a, our special guest here on this edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, it was a, a great show. And reminder, uh, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. You can find the podcast on all those platforms. For our special guest, Nicholas Earl, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy game two between the New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning. And we'll see you again and talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. 